Hey there, Radioheads. Welcome to another episode of Radio KBE. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about just some of the data that, that we've gotten from the first two games of uh, Russ coming off the bench and uh, some of the good dividends that, that have been sort of paying off. First and foremost, the, the whole thing about Russ coming off the bench has been like a big thing, but the reality of the situation is he's still playing 30 to 32 points, uh, 32 points, 32 minutes a game. So it really doesn't matter whether he starts the game or whether he comes in at the four-minute mark or at the six-minute mark. So it's not really that much of a big deal. Um, But it is kudos to Coach Ham uh, and to Russ for finding a way to just sort of trust each other um, and, you know, sort of buy into what that role means and what it is. The interesting part is that with Russ coming off the bench, there's been like a marketed difference, like, like you can tell that when he's leading the bench, it's not just so much for him, but it's having a a cascading effect on the rest of the role players that are on the team. One of the things that is sort of redundant, um, and this sort of depends on whether LeBron is aggressive or not, is is the downhill attacking between Russ and LeBron. Uh, LeBron can shoot. He hasn't shot very well this season uh, from the perimeter on his jump shots just yet, but LeBron can in theory, space uh, for Russ. But Russ obviously is not able to space for LeBron because he's not as good of a, a shooter. So that that issue is a, is a basketball issue. Um, it's not a mathematical equation issue. It's just it's a basketball thing. And both of them being ball dominant is also uh, a problem too as well. So moving Russ to the bench has essentially taken something um, that was – forcing both guys sort of out of rhythm at the beginning of games and and now giving them both an opportunity to get rhythm with what they like to do. LeBron, by nature, even though he's a world-class scorer, like he likes to distribute the ball. He likes to set up his teammates. He's very cerebral. He likes to make reads. Russ is actually the same way, but the problem is that it's only one ball. It's very difficult to alternate possessions between two players. Usually you want to have one guy consistently make those reads, and that's been sort of the thing that's plagued the Lakers especially at the end of that Portland game, uh, it was a little bit more evident. But now with Russ coming off the bench these past two games, both against Minnesota and then this, the after the Lakers got their first win against Denver, the Minnesota game, we didn't have Anthony Davis, so that was going to be an uphill climb anyways, uh, even with the difference. But they were very Lakers were very much in that game for, for quite a bit uh, until you know uh, they sort of you know let go of the rope. With Denver, uh, you know, this, this similarly – Russ came off the bench and helped power uh, a pretty significant run, which ended up allowing the Lakers to go up by double digits, which they ended up holding um, and, and winning the game out. He bought LeBron enough time on the bench to rest so that when he came in, uh, he was able to close it out. And that was the first game of this season, obviously it being our first win, where you know Russ came in with five minutes left uh, after taking a short break in the fourth quarter, and the Lakers were able to close it out, um, especially on the back of, of their, you know, probably top three defense right now and just overall good play. But the thing is the basketball thing. And that's really what I want to talk about in basketball. Rhythm is super important. And when you have guys that are used to making multiple reads over and over again for their teammates, whether it be in transition or in the half court, calling out plays, running their actions, whatever it may be, some guys just need rhythm. And it's very hard to alternate possessions the way that the Lakers are trying to do when they were starting Russ and LeBron together. But now that you split those guys out, you're starting to see a larger impact 
uh, on when it comes to the, the data that involves Russ on the floor. And we've seen that in the last two games. So I wanted to share some of the data points that we're seeing um, in these last two games with these lineups that involve both Russ and LeBron on the floor, but just, you know, overall the, the positive impact that, that you necessarily weren't seeing before. So let's take a look at the top, say, four lineups, that four lineup combinations that have received minutes for the Lakers uh, and, and what that looks like. So the first lineup that we have here is uh, LeBron, Russ, Wendy Gabriel, Austin Reeves. That lineup is a plus 22 over the past two games uh, in that rating over in about 13 minutes that that lineup has run together. Then there's another lineup that the Lakers have run that involves LeBron, Westbrook, Lonnie Walker, Austin Reeves. That lineup is plus 63 in 12 minutes. It has a whopping uh, offensive rating of 111 and a defensive rating of 63. That is a monster rating. And that actually gets followed up a little bit further with an even better lineup. A lineup of Westbrook, Anthony Davis, Lonnie Walker, and Austin Reeves has a monster plus 53 rating in 12 minutes of play. And that's just the last game because Anthony Davis didn't play against Minnesota. That's a 127 offensive rating. You'll remember that that, that run specifically, that's probably pushing that, that data point, um, that successful rating. That happened in, in, at towards like the last three minutes of the third quarter where the Lakers went on like an 18-2 to two run. Um, 21 to two, if you count the first possession of, of the fourth quarter, um, and, and basically went up 10, 11 points, um, uh, against Denver. It was a pretty, pretty huge run after they were already down by eight, uh, at, at that point. And then the last lineup that we have here is one of Russ, Lonnie Walker, Wendy Gabriel and Austin Reeves, which also has a really nice rating of plus 26. Actually, if you look at it and you slice it up, however many different ways, the top five, six lineups in the past two games that include Russ in them, uh, four-man lineups at least, they have really, really healthy margins. And there's something that Darvin Ham has unlocked, and I think that's probably why he was so, um, I wouldn't say emotional, but I think that's why he had so much emphasis in the postgame after the win against Denver. He is looking at the situation with Russ as a basketball thing, and he's not necessarily just looking at it as a mathematical equation. Um, a lot of folks think that this team can be better if they just send Russ away. And I think it's uh, a very admirable job, admirable job that Darvin Ham has done to get Russ to buy in and come off the bench. And the early dividends on, on that role for, for Russ and you know, using him in that manner, kudos to both of them, has been largely positive. If anything, the argument may be the argument you probably could make is that Russ coming off the bench is probably helping the bench outplay the starters. And if, you know, from a just sort of amusing standpoint, if I was Russ, I would probably play that up. I'd probably try and get the bench guys to, to outperform the starting guys just to make it a game within a game uh, so the team can have fun with it. But I think this entire thing and, and the way that people have set this up, because I know a lot of fans wanted him to go to the bench as, as a form of punishment. And that's actually not been punishment. It's actually helped the Lakers. And I think a lot of people were hoping that he would get sent to the bench so that he could fail in that capacity too as well, so that they could eventually punish Russ, Russ again and then send him home. And I think there's something to, there's something to be said about the coach not falling into that trap. 
and believing in his player and getting him to buy in and to not quit and to not become selfish and to not just basically give up in regards to like his status or his sort of conviction and, and his willingness to be a good teammate and, and to try and help win games. And I think you're hearing that from Russ in these post games where he says he's willing to do whatever the coach asks or whatever the team asks for him in order to win games. And for the most part through these two games, it's worked out pretty well. It's definitely been a core part of why the Lakers won their first game of the season. So it'll be interesting to see how this possibly becomes better and better for the Lakers or if eventually some of these stats start to normalize uh, in, in a different way. As always, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode. And I appreciate everybody taking their time to share, like, and retweet this podcast, however you guys do. As always, I appreciate you, and I'll see you in the next episode.